0: Backchat Studios is a part of the ACAST Creator Network. Head to backchatpodcast.com.au to sign up as a patron and access all of our merch.
1: Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands.
0: Well, the boys are back in town. Uh, ben had an extended trip to Geraldton, I believe, or somewhere. Uh, he went to Bali. He's all tanned and
2: glowing at the moment. How are you feeling, Ben? I'm feeling I'm feeling good. I'm glad to be here, though. Kind of yeah. wish I was back in Bali, but <laughs> not so much Geraldton. To my friends in Geraldton, but yeah, it's good to be uh, back. New in the friends trip. in Geraldton. I've got many friends everywhere. Yeah, who would live there? Not me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Greg's chimed in. and He forgot about the show last week. So he wasn't here. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob Chance filled in. Uh, if you haven't given that a listen, it's very good. Um, not because you weren't on it. No. We? But Jacob Chance is the legend and uh, he had about, he heard he had heard about his, uh, what he's up to at the Jack Jumpers, how he didn't meet Hasballah one time. Um, and actually, Reese Vague replied to that uh, clip that we put up and said he was a coward. They didn't want to go meet Hasballah <laughs> one time. <laughs> So, uh, you're looking at me a bit. You, you don't know what I'm talking about. No, no, no. I
1: listened to it. Oh, I mean, right. he's exceptional talent. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's been, I'm utterly disappointed because he was obviously here uh, for a few days. And when he was like, I'm keen, I'm mm. super keen, um, then obviously I was unavailable. Uh, but he's uh, one of the most genuine uh, human beings around. Yep. He obviously, like, I'm glad he brought the Hasbro story. But there's like that guy's got a vault, and really? oh, that's like a guy that uh, post. He's not like a no longer a coach, um, and you open that, there yep. is some like stories. Some oh, some like I'll, there. I'll I'll, I'll, just, I'll yeah. disclose one that yeah, when he was early in his NBL uh, coaching career, Matt Nielsen, uh, one of the best guys going around, uh, Jacob Chance as being an infant. Uh, in his coaching career, I decided to make bets, bets that were like stupid. Like, it was if New Orleans Pelicans uh, would make the Western Conference finals, right? Like, he would get like Nelly's car for a month. If they I'm don't sure. get it, he would have to get a tattoo, um, like <laughs> on his thigh done by Nelly. Now, done Matt Nils- Nelly. yeah, now Matt Nelson is like a menace cool. and, um, He's crazy. like And so, like, Mad Monday comes around. We've just won a championship and we're like, this tattoo's happening. And he had organized a tattoo artist, the gun, everything. And he was going to do a Penrith Panthers tattoo on Jacob's thigh. Why why Penrith? Oh, he's a – now he's a proud Penrith guy. He actually missed uh, a training session to be on their Mad Monday celebrations uh, when he was (laughs) a Brian Gorgian and, like, (laughs) basically got caught doing it. But – so we were like pumped And there was only Until it's like the last minute Like Trev was like Okay uh, I'm gonna have to step in And Trev. this is like Unprofessional I know Like of all things Trev. like." It's like your dad saying, "I'm disappointed." Yep. Yep. Like you know, but um, so th- there's a vault, and yep. uh, like I'm hopefully he'll he'll laugh at this, going like he's disclosed that, but he he would be going, oh, heart rate's already elevated, he's nervous because as he would have some dirt on me as well, so yeah, that's why I've got to be very yeah,
2: very, last, very smart. Like... He doesn't get to come on the podcast. What's he going to get up to in Kazakhstan? Because he's there at the moment. He must. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah well, I don't know if you're allowed to do anything bad in Kazakhstan. Yeah. Yeah, like it's, a, it's an enigma of a place. Yeah, <laughs> like what a, uh, well,
1: they went to ice hockey. I was on yeah, his so uh, went Instagram. Went him in and Kazakhstan. Sam Froling. Yeah, like yep. of all sports,
0: it's like it's like an it's it's, it's cold as second out. biggest producer of potassium in the world. Second biggest producer. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guy. getting the Second the producer biggest today. producer of potassium in the world.
1: It's like uh, Mongolia. There's three on three <laughs> basketball is a revered national uh, nationwide sport, right. and. Wow. Uh, Mongolia, like, I've like, oh, of course I go to Mongolia. Like, I get to ride a horse and have an eagle on my shoulder and drink <laughs>
0: during the game. Yeah. Like,
1: <laughs> why would you not go to Mongolia? Like, if you're yeah. going on Skyscanner and going, where am I going to travel? You're never choosing Mongolia or Kazakhstan. But if a trip's all paid for, all inclusive, I'd, I'm all about those places. Very good. Back to the pod. Back. <laughs> so that's, that's a
0: wrap of Jacob Chance. Um, yeah, he did say uh, he's got some good. Uh, so I was just thinking about you talking about um, betting, and I thought, oh no, mm. like he was done for for betting on. Oh no, 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 no. I did hear recently that if you work in the NBL at all, yep. you can't even bet on NBA now. That's now, correct. Because yep. that was um, when I was there, you weren't allowed to bet on anything NBL related. But now it's even to NBA. To you, you can't just NBA or employ- basketball. It's Hold probably on. all probably all basketball
1: as an employee. As an employee, yeah. So if you were doing marketing. Or journalism? Yes, yeah, yeah. If you media if, manager, if you
0: have a job in the in the in, in the NBL system, yeah, okay, you're not allowed to bet on any basketball.
1: I will make a strong claim that that is not adhered to, and there's plenty of employees. No <laughs>
0: way that's adhered to. Oh yeah, definitely. I know there's definitely employees that would, that would bet on NBA regularly, but now oh, I'm can't. sure
1: they're betting on um, the Jack Jumpers game the following week. No, yeah, they're Are not you doing joking, Greg? Sure <laughs> <just laughs> <your laughs> <friend's laughs> no, no one's well, getting in that's trouble. That's playing a dollar
0: one. No, <laughs> no one at the Wildcats getting in trouble Shut up Greg <laughs> um, Speaking of the Wildcats So there's this Facebook group called um, Actually before we get too far into it I've got gone part You got you distracted me with your Jacob Chance stuff um, Backchat underscore basketball on Instagram uh, best place to get in contact with us or email us hello at backchatpodcast.com.au and now if you are watching this on YouTube we strongly advise you to as well uh, listen to it then watch it mm. if you like or, or mm. the other way round we're sitting on the regular basketball uh, regular backchat set we've
2: got the ah. upgrade this week
0: you got the upgrade so there is um, a bit of random paraphernalia around if, if you're watching I did put up a couple of um, that's awkward basketball I'm
1: not sure what number that is yeah, or... it would have been an 11
0: <laughs> I'd say <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yes, like Scofield's holding a yes. fillet
0: fish down there. Um, so, if you're interested in what the backchat set looks like, go on YouTube, have a yeah. look. Um, in all honesty, I couldn't be bothered replacing all the mics <laughs> and fine. moving it all around, so we're staying on this set. Um, so you can email us hello backchat podcast. Yeah, you're organising car and if a- you babysit. All exactly. oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. So yes, the <laughs> on Facebook there's a there's a fan group called Cat Chat. Yes, I I've heard of this. Yes, group. I'm sure you've you're sure you've had a peek on it from time to time.
1: I've. Yeah, if continue on, I, I definitely have – many years ago I signed up because I was trying to sell tickets for my charity's gala dinner and I was right, like right. Wildcat fans. So yeah, I was like, hey, who was keen and signed up, put my name towards it. I'd, I was done playing at that stage. And left myself on there, like completely forgot six months later. First game of the season, like, you yeah, know, notifications. And I was like, what is this filth? Yeah. Because there was no, like,
0: yeah, so, <laughs> <laughs> there is some filth. There's there. some good people over at Catch Out. So, I've, I've never
2: joined yeah. it. I've just got to their Facebook page now. You need to answer questions to get in.
0: Yeah, it's, well, they don't want Are you a moderator? Is that why you're so good? I am a part of it, though, because um, I've. You know, when I was working at the Wildcats, I used to just like to see what they were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then also, I, you know, we share this show on on that. Yeah, um, yeah. The, 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 For- the moderators there do, do allow us to um, share our stuff there, especially when it's Wildcats related. One thing that I do did notice that would happen on the, the group <laughs> a fair bit was that um, one in, individual in particular would share. Uh, the West Australian articles on yes. the Facebook group page because um, most um he's got of the time a luscious beard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah okay. <laughs> no, 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 no defamation, please. um he, he would post these screenshots of the digital article from the West Australian paper. Yep. Now, most of the time they are behind a paywall, so people can't read them or they could read the first line. and you know. yep. So, anyways, he regularly would do that, just say, hey, this is what it was talking about. What a, about man, of people, yeah. a man of the man, yeah, people or woman of the person. Yeah, person of the people. Or, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or <laughs> personal people. And he was contacted by the West Australian last week yes. to say, uh, let's just call him Nick. Um, <laughs> Nick. Nick, you need to stop posting our articles. We've had enough, right? Yeah. So he's now not allowed to do that. Yeah. I just think that's poor form by the West. Mate, there is so many So people- someone's
1: infiltrated. That, so those mm-hmm. very questions that you are asked... They've obviously submitted under false pretenses. They're very well, serious
2: questions too. I want yeah. know who my favourite ballcat is. Yeah, yeah okay Greg Hyer yeah um, <laughs> there was
0: I do know that there was a, a recent member of the West Australian that Ooh, joined the group okay. and shortly after <laughs> there was a notification to stop posting it the ali-
1: alias is uh, a name no. on Xbox <laughs> <laughs> stop Greg uh,
0: so anyways I didn't really have anything else to talk about with that I just wanted to say it was ridiculous yeah, okay. um, that, that they did that it's like maybe 90 can people can I suggest it?
1: if there was someone listening from Cat Chat mm. and they wanted to continue doing this which yes. is a valuable service in the community Very, it's yep. like Batman alright mm-hmm. like it's something that's needed I would strongly advise them to create a new alias yeah. <laughs> under false names yep. which is quite easily done and continue doing that yep. not saying I'm not condoning that action yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what are, what are they
0: going to do just floating there there no idea yeah, yeah the like, West isn't going to like get someone well, I can't prison. hack him what are, no. yeah, what are they going to do <laughs> Anyways, I'm glad they have been finding creative ways to post articles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there was a, I did see a photo of um, someone's subway <laughs> next to the paper, and I was like, hey, guys, just showing you what I've had for lunch today, and next to it was convenient. Oh, I love that.
2: Uh, anyway, yeah. so let's move on. I just ben, hope they let me in the group now. I might not be allowed in No, you this. will be.
0: Don't worry. I'm a moderator. No. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, ben, you've you just come now? back from Melbourne. I have. And Bali, but you I were have. at the Melbourne... Uh, Why were you coming back from John Melbourne? Kane Arena. What's it called?
2: It's John Kane Arena. I yeah. infiltrated the Melbourne United, South East Melbourne. Game on Sunday, yeah, and it was weird going to an NBL game. Can I say this
1: if you're a media, uh, you've got media I was a media on Sunday, though. Oh, no, okay. I was so, you, had, in so the did you have to purchase tickets,
2: I had to purchase my own ticket, oh, which wow. is a, a kick in the teeth. Yeah, <laughs> it would be well, weird we to watch
0: two teams that you don't really follow.
2: Well, I was just waiting for the team in red to run out, and it didn't happen. It's the first NBL game I've ever been to outside of Perth.
0: Yeah, okay. wow. Wow. all right, so tell us about um, how yeah. different it is to like a Perth game.
2: Well, the music is a lot different. It's a lot more um, new age, I would say. A lot more r and a bit more Kanye. A bit okay, more it's going
0: to fix your mic, man. Keep going.
2: I'll keep going. A bit more energetic than uh, what I'm used to here in Perth. Very small, that John Kane Arena. There's only about 4,000 people there. Oh, okay. So I've got very yeah. sport going to games in Perth, where there's a massive crowd and the energy's really good. Because the noise in Melbourne, they were pumping in a lot of noise. So it didn't feel as authentic as it was here in Perth. But the biggest thing I just wanted to ask you, I watched Chris Goulding play in person for the first time in a while. And I was just thinking, he must be so annoying to play against. Mm. And I was thinking, oh, I know an NBL player, former NBL player. (laughs) So I wanted to get your thoughts on that. What is it like playing against Chris Goulding with his movement, his flopping, his yelling? Because I saw it all just in the first quarter on Sunday. And I knew I had to ask you this question.
1: Yeah, I actually... Did. He wasn't one of the more frustrating guys to go against, to be honest. There was... Um, I, I actually enjoyed playing against him because I think uh, he would either drop 40 or you could have like a moment. I remember there was a game against Perforina where um, he had like eight points um, in the first like two minutes. Um, and we, we were like backs against the wall. like We were really struggling and they sort of... They put me on him, and I was like, "I'm about to get torn to shreds here." And um, it was a, it was a weird like. I remember diving on a ball, like full force hustle. Like I was never going to get the ball, but I sort of to try and pump up the team. And anyway, I Gooding didn't score for like the whole game, like after it. And I would have maybe hadn't. Uh, Everyone thought I was the guarding stopper, but like the coverage that we went, it was like double teaming off, um, pick and rolls. So I was rarely in single coverage. Like it yeah. was like, but I was obviously like, yeah, sweet. Like, uh, everyone's like, he started up hot, but, um, with, with golding, especially like you had to be physical. And so like, that was my, like a guy, like where the, the flopping and all that sort of stuff would happen. Um, I just use it to my advantage. Like, I was just like, yeah, no worries. That sort of like niggling sort of aspect. Um, but see, it's weird because now I actually think he's one of the more enjoyable guys. Uh, to watch um, when he gets it going um, which seems it's a bit more rare than it was like in the past like when he was with the Tigers and when he dropped 50 in old Melbourne United that very first sort of year so um, one of the better commentaries that I've heard was Andrew Gaze on the on the broadcast actually talking about Goulding Um and his flatulence expressions when he was hitting threes. Like if he, it's actually pretty comical to, <laughs> to bring that up. Like Gaze, you just being as honest as you can get, but no, I actually didn't find him. There was a lot, like there's a lot of other guys that I couldn't stand. Um, any of those. Yeah. You I'm trying to think in my names right now.
0: What you think about that? I would say Chris Goulding for me is that guy that, and I'd, I'd probably echo the same for a lot of Perth Wildcats fans is that you just hate him, but you absolutely him team, love him right? on your team. Like I, would desperately like do anything to have him on on the Perth Wildcats if you're a fan. Yeah. There's um But when against him, you're just like, oh I hate that guy. Yeah, yeah. he's dropping forty on you and he gets hot and he shimming at the crowd and he's you know, he's all you know, he's smug.
1: You're going, I'll I'll have by the end of the show I'll be thinking the back even though I can't do two things at once of guys (laughs) that um (laughs) that like are in that aspect that I I used to hate the flopping. But I mean like I would flop. Jesse would flop. Like Sean. To, to be honest, if there's one guy, one guy that I used to hate uh, going against or playing with was Sean Redditch. because what you saw on game night was what he would do at training. Like he would no chill. Oh. White line fever to a, another level to the point where you're like, Sean, I'm actually going to fight you. Like uh, <laughs> you'd be running down the court in a transition play like four and five and Sean would see you like like you're watching the ball or watching uh, the, opposite, like the t- other team and he'd purposely stop like just stop running and you'd run into him and you'd collapse on the floor and and then like – Chasing cheap fouls at training. Yeah, yeah, and you're like, what are you doing? Like <laughs> – like the coaches so yeah it was like next level one time Brad Robbins uh, like Sean kept setting dirty picks and like <laughs> Sean uh, Robbo literally went full tilt just like I'm going to run straight through him shoulder straight to the chest and I was like do it again uh, set a screen and I'm going to run through you again and Sean did it and I was like God this guy's an absolute nutbag to the point where we actually like had to stop him because I was like <laughs> he's just gotten." an island. but again another guy that on my team was a proven game winner and all yep. time walk that's great
0: um, I went to a game as well recently. I went to the Perth Wildcats Jack Jumpers game. How was it? Um look, uh well the Wildcats lost and uh it was a tight game all the way through, went with my wife and she's not a massive basketball fan. Like she'll she came along and I was like, Look, we'll just like if we're not really enjoying it, we'll just leave it at three quarter time or whatever and we'll go get dinner and um it was three quarter time and she was like, No, let's say this is good. It was, mm. it was a tight game. Uh, Wildcats ended up losing um, Josh Magette, yes Tintin the, don't the, you reckon he looks like yeah, Tintin yeah he does look yeah. like Tintin the crowd just hated him they yeah, were okay. booing him like crazy and we were about five minutes late to the first quarter so I'm not sure if he did something early in the game but nah, I didn't think he had he's that he's a bit of an, an antagonizer yeah,
1: yeah. And, and so he would be the perfect guy I've seen um in other games where he would like literally grab, like he would shoulder charge someone and then like that's the next, like he would give him a slight bump and then their reaction would get like an offensive foul. Now, again, yeah. he is the perfect guy that, uh yeah, like ropes you in um, yeah. on your team. You're like absolutely like yeah. – and he yeah. makes – like winning plays in that regard. Um, yeah,
0: he was pulling up from like thirty-five, and, and like <laughs> yeah, he, he was just doing whatever he wanted. And I was like, I love this guy, but <laughs> the, the crowd <laughs> just booing him, just so, just so passionate about him. Um, so they did
1: meticulous p- hair, doesn't he? He that he's definitely using brawl cream
2: for that. Really, it has I'm to, to be. I'm just Maybe. looking at t- Instagram now, that's definitely combed over and glued yeah. down. <laughs> Good on him.
0: It's got to keep it. in. what did you do? What was your hair care routine before?
1: Uh, i has been. Oh, I went all over. Spot like you similar had now. Headband for a bit. Had the headband. I had the top knot. Went like you all went out. Top knot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I grew it out for like two years, and then cut it for charity. Uh, I went like classic, Greg. Uh, yeah, Brad Pitt for Fury. You know, like oh, yeah, uh, yeah. the full <laughs> like. Yep. zeroes like negative zero on the sides um, to that um, did everything had the full Beatles haircut when I
2: first started similar to what <laughs> I've got right now just a loaf yeah um, did that translate into your performance on the court yeah
0: there must have been some guys though that would that would get you know prepped up and ready for a game um, looks wise oh
1: yeah uh, Lucas Walker uh, another guy like not a not a hair out of place um, yeah like the full comb over like Cameron Toby never, never really guy would go get a like a uh, it was part of his prep the day before would go to a barber to get a fresh haircut yeah so every game day at home yeah he's similar like that he's, uh, he's a he's really good guy for me um, I was like I'm, like I was young and so I was like I'll go get a haircut for sure <laughs> and uh, I was on like no money so he told me to go to this place um, Mr Snippy's in Subiaco. I'm not mm. sure if it's still operating <laughs> and um I was waiting there for three hours, uh, didn't get a haircut. The apprentice, they said, anyone want to get a haircut from the
2: apprentice? I was like, yeah, me, absolutely, get me out of here. <laughs> um, looked good, did the part. Did you see that thing about, uh, complete tangent here, but Patrick Beverly was talking during the week about barbers. Did you yeah, see that? I didn't see it. How the, all the barbers charge the NBA players 300 bucks for a haircut. Wow. Because they know they're good for it. And they all, a lot of them want to get their haircut once a week, or if not every game day. So there's yeah, this cottage so. industry of barbers that are just in the DMs of the NBA players wanting 300 bucks for a fade. It's not
0: t- I mean, if I had that sort of coin, I'd be st- dropping that on. No, like you're I'd not. St- you would not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you're in guess- parking tickets <laughs> tonight. Yeah, exactly right. You're dropping <laughs> yeah. the West articles. Um, and that, doc- that's it. <laughs> Dr. Snippies, by the way. Yes. Um, looks S- like it's still in operation. Is it? Yep. So it's thank you. they do for for sex fees
1: yeah they charge uh, pretty much it's a rip off Um, so the Wildcats
0: did lose that game (laughs) against the Jack Jumpers they have uh, won since against Adelaide uh, the Golden State Warriors um, equivalent as coined by uh, our old mate at Sydney what's his name Paul Um, (laughs) so uh, but they they haven't been very good Greg your take on uh, the current state of Perth
1: yeah it's it's an interesting thing I think um There's not a a marquee win that I've seen yet. Like, um, even though they got this big win against Adelaide, you look at their four wins. They aren't very good at the moment. Correct. So, Adelaide, uh, Illawarra, uh, Brisbane. Um, Is there anyone else I'm missing?
2: I think they're three and six. Yeah. So, four. 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 Who'd they beat? They beat someone else.
1: Oh, Cairns, which they smashed. Which is, sorry, so there's your marquee win. Um, But in, in still saying that, like, yeah, like I'm, I'm sort of false pretenses right now with Cairns. Like they're still very young and they'll be that hit and miss sort of um, – they could do well uh, in the finals uh, just because they shoot a lot of threes. In saying that, like it's – I think it's the perfect situation for this year where no one's really separated themselves uh, in, in the league. Like, yep, Sydney, absolutely. New Zealand um, have shown that. But then there's an absolute cluster – Yep. Um. Of teams, I think Illawarra like have already put themselves at the bottom of the ladder. Um. They won't. Yeah. They'll be looking at where's their next win. So, even Melbourne. So it's it's a very interesting time for the Walkers because they would have looked at that uh, and timing of the break. Yeah. Hopefully yeah, so we are in the fever break. At yeah. The moment. Fe- I'm surely there's no one that's hurt or injured at this current time early in the year. So. It's the perfect time, I guess, to rejuvenate, uh, revitalize what there is. Cause there's obviously a lot of external pressure plus internal pressure. So it would have been a good opportunity for them to come back, yeah. even this time, go away, have a few beers, organize something with the team. Um, like sort of just get that, uh, get that enjoyment back into it. And yeah, if they win sort of off this break and they win two games in a row, um, be massive. There's like, Amazing to see Brady Manick to have the game that he has. Um, Still alarming in terms of one rebound. And I think that's like a clear deficiency. I mean, I'm looking at their. the statistics, right? Like they're mm-hmm. dead last in terms of O board um, rating, in terms of getting twenty one percent compared to the next loss, which is Brisbane, um, and you're looking at uh, teams, Southeast Melbourne, New Zealand, like getting thirty two percent, and they're dead last. I think second last in defensive rebounding, and so from a team that struggles offensively, as the Walkers have been doing one way you can fix that is by getting more possessions, which is what we've done in the past in terms Mm. of having guys get loose balls, deflections and steals. Obviously headhunted, led by Damian Martin, but a number of other guys. And the other way is offensive boards. And so poor shooting percentages, you would think there would actually be more opportunities to get rebounds, which they're not doing at the moment. So... Yeah, I would hope this next little period of t- uh, time they can rectify that. Um, obviously, great to see Manic have the game that he does and he was due for it, but it obviously it's consistency, right? Yeah, so, yeah he's got I to think, do that pretty consistently. Yeah, I think there's a number of guys across the team that really need to, uh, yeah, like increase their performance. I, I'm, I'm talking about Todd Blanchfield and Luke Travers, I think are, are, are yep. the two guys. Um, they have obviously more than capable, no doubt, but I think from a guy like Luke, uh, LT, who... I believed is uh, pivotal is I think next to Bryce in terms of importance because he's a playmaker. He's a genuine superstar. Um, his ability to not only impact the game offensively, but defense uh, defensively is, is quite special. So I think for a guy, he, he'll dictate how they go on this next little patch. Do you think he should be starting, or
2: if not starting, oh, playing ab- more time alongside Bryce?
1: I absolutely would. Um, to be completely honest, um, I don't think the league, and it's an interesting place. Obviously, I think for him to showcase where he's at to the NBA, he could have not have been a, a four-man. like He's not going to do that. But I would put him in that four-man position and put in behind him um i would say lt if i was in this next little patch i'd be grabbing four men across the league i'd go here's footage of mitch creek here's uh footage of xavier cooks they're the two best uh four men in the league yeah um but they're boomers guys um borderline uh nba guys right and i'd be going this is how you need to impact the game all right get the ball off a defensive rebound and just push it like no one can stop you all right like get a few O-boards, like, run the lanes, like, he's just not getting any cheap buckets, and so... I'd be putting them in the four man. Like, yeah, is he the size? But there's no like dominant bigs. There's no even like a Cam Oliver from the last few years. Sean Long. There's no traditional bar Aaron Baines. But Aaron Baines isn't even a like a, a big like in that sense. He he'll yeah, spend he a lot out. more time on the three. Yeah. Like Jared Best, I've seen guard him efficiently. So I think that time is gone. I think as the four man, like you're looking at Jesse is is starting um currently. I'd go LT, Manic come off the bench. They, this is the keys. When you come on, we want you to shoot every shot. like yeah. That's how it
2: is and, and, and give him a lot more responsibility to to a guy like LT. Ooh. It's interesting, right? Because like, that's probably the best thing for Travis' development and for him getting to the NBA one day. He has to make those mistakes, has to learn and really go through that. But what you mentioned so true that the power forward four positions, probably the deepest in the NBL. You mentioned Cooks, you mentioned Creek and there's many others. So it's a bit of a weird position for the Wildcats, isn't it, that there's this player that is wanting for his own personal development, but in terms of winning games and responding to the pressure, it's a hard thing to navigate because, again, it's almost what's in Luke Travers' long-term career interests might not necessarily be what's best for the Wildcats this year.
1: No doubt, but I don't think any NBA team looks and goes, oh, he's, he's playing the four-man, we're not going to have him. Like He'll be what he's done at the Summer League. I think it shows, and I think it's the recruitment. like Where they've had success, John Mooney, and Nick Kay, uh, Matt Knight before him, Sean Reddish, like there's some quality bigs, and the years that they've struggled, um, and obviously don't want to, you know, Lucas Walker when he was a starting four man, um, yeah, like injuries by by that, Lucas Walker was really good, not not denying that, but compared to those rest of four guys all NBL guys, first and second, the recruitment of Brady Manic uh, to John Mooney is is a massive storyline because everyone goes. UNC alumni in Brady, John Mooney, Notre Dame, all right? Uh, the reason why Brady Manic was successful at a collegiate level was he was the success of some superstar players around him. So he was a role player reaping the rewards of those other guys. He wasn't ever the man, right? He was mm. a role player that was achieving success of incredible talent around him. A guy like John Mooney was the man. He knew how to get it done. There was an expectation he needed to perform. He, he averaged a double-double over there, right, in a tough conference. I
0: think he had the most double-doubles in college for Correct. Like two seasons. And
1: so... For me, that's the recruitment that like the Wildcats, the NBL is like, don't worry about the profile. Like I'd rather you recruit, not just uh, imports, but Australians. Like recruit guys that have uh, dominated or have had been in a position to succeed as a number one guy, whether that's a mid-major, uh, NIA do, uh, D1 school or NCA D2 school. Don't go, oh, big name, big school because – you need these guys to come in and make an impact. And that's what you're seeing. He, I just don't think that's in his mindset, like this killer mentality. Yeah. I'm just going to like go
2: for it. I'm going to go for a juggler and dominate from the get-go. So just mm. one, do you think it can work this year with him on the team?
1: Um, in current state status, I don't think so. Um, because I think you look at, I, I look at would they beat Sydney in the five games and off just their current form? No. No. Um, because uh, that's just that's just this current form like I mean again like you would have to reverse Tassie in five games like yep. you know the, the the thing that I've seen um, belief can do an incredible thing for teams and that team doesn't have belief yet um, why I say this is at, uh, in, Pidwell, in in sorry in pivotal moments in games against Tassie um, against Melbourne really close games you know. Never at one point, like when I was playing, uh, what rarely did I go, we're not going to win this, like, or we're not a chance here. Like, if there was moments where I was like uh, two, four points, I was like, we're going to roll. We're Like, at home, we're going to run away with it. in um, a lot of those times, we saw it in Tassie when obviously the game, you were there. Um, there was pivotal moments where Tassie just had this belief. Like, they mm-hmm. had a belief in their system, obviously from the coach to that goes down, where they're like, we're going to be fine. Irrespective of Bryce, it's a three, The next play, we're gonna we're gonna score on it or we're gonna get a stop. So that's just comes with a new coach, like really still trying to establish that. And I have utmost belief in in really I think if anything when you're talking catch chat or Twitter and the amount of people that I've said fire him I'm like if there's one ludicrous statement it's that like get rid yeah. of the coach he's eight games in like yeah where would you go anyway like if you think let's the perfect comparison Chase Buford at Sydney Kings last year started the year I think like two and six or three and five similar all right and a lot of people no no one is uh, across the board like Sydney still big market not compared to Wildcat um, definitely not Hoop City, but they were like no one said fire Chase Buford. Like what happened ends up happening now, they win a championship, and now they're I guess the favourites to win yeah. again. Now, so yeah, you got to give it, give a, ten, uh, a coach time, mm. um, but yeah, go back to it. I don't I don't think so currently.
0: Uh, let's move to some other basketball news in the NBA. Um, thanks, Scully, as he heads off. Um, in the NBA, I just wanted to pump up Luka Doncic's tyres for just I'm a minute. Put
2: the jersey on.
0: No, that's a, that's a, that's a no number, but I guess right now it's a 77. <laughs> um, forever, it's always Dirk, 41, Dirk, 41 in my yeah, mind. Yeah. Um, so uh, Dirk Vitsi, the Goat up on our other um, space over there. The basketball card, I should have brought that over. Sorry, Dirk. Do you
1: think he'll ever surpass Nowitzki or... Um, or if no, you have the moment to have a shower water <laughs> trip down, <laughs> will you then
0: um it's it's too hard because Dirk played for so many years without winning a championship yep. he stuck at it, had offers from Kobe to come join with the Lakers said mm-hmm. no didn't sign as the super team like when super team started to happen, took less money so that they could bring in like better role players mm. i don't know Luke has just been He's the Don. So, I don't know. Maybe if he wins like a three-peat with the Mavs, maybe he'll... but yeah. Dirt, or, Dirt's always been my... if he leaves
2: f- and goes to Miami in three years. Yeah, maybe. If, then I'll be burning a jersey. <laughs> nah, he, uh, will, he loves Dallas, doesn't
0: he? I think so. I think he's going to get paid... Yeah, he goes very, very well as well. Yeah. So um, he's having a historically good season. First player since Wilt Chamberlain to have nine mm. straight games. I think before that, the first player since Wilt to have eight straight games. So he's been doing a few games in a row now to have um, nine straight games to enter the season with 30-plus points. So Wilt Chamberlain's record, like most of his records, probably untouchable, um, in 1962 had 23 straight games with 30-plus points to start the season. Um, so Lucas is slowly chipping away at that. I don't think you'll... Um, I don't think you'll get it, but uh, who, who knows? He's, he's that bloody good. And at the start of this podcast, we did make some predictions around MVP um, and things like that. And I did say Luca for MVP. If he continues this on, like he won't, he won't.
2: No. You know. So he's not winning MVP. No, he, on he, current he Giannis could. Is, he could, is the fun
0: uh, but if Luca gets the Mavs to like third seed or second seed, yeah, but Giannis's Giannis' stats are yeah, but people are gonna get too. bored of no, no, I no, because he him.
1: hasn't won for the last two years. If if he was the MVP yeah, like but, Jokic. okay, yeah,
0: but let's see. <laughs> no, <Luka> get off. <laughs> Luca's doing historically good things, so I'm 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 actually like at first I said Luka because I was like oh I'm just gonna be a bit of the you know fanboy, um, but I'm I'm pretty happy with that. How good's the NBA been though? So good. Like they had yesterday, there was thirty teams playing. Every single team. I only
1: found out because the election is today, right? Yes. And that's why, because I was like really upset because I was like sitting in my office and I was like, oh, lunch break, have my roast beef roll, and then uh, I was like, oh, no NBA, this sucks. But um, I just like it that you know every year, like even this year, um, you you get similar storylines, and like who would have thought Utah Jazz. Or yep. uh, right, like sitting on top of the ladder, um, back talking about like I was always a Bulls sort of uh, man. So like I hated the Lakers. Um, my yep. brother loved the Lakers, so I always hated the Lakers. And to see them currently second last yep. with a two and eight, Struggly. like it makes me happy. Like yep. <laughs> um, I yeah. like you know not even to the point of like oh they're going to be playing like they're going to lose that draft pick to New Orleans yeah, to New Orleans yep. like and I hope like that ends up being imagine Victor and Zion <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god um, but I just yeah it's, it's a close like and that's obviously 10 games in for most of them or 12 say for example for, for Utah but yep. like what are what are Utah currently thinking where they're like Danny Ainge is like we've blown up this team I'm still making trades and now we're sitting there and yeah no this is like a legit roster if you're and, a Jazz yep. fan are
2: you happy or sad now I reckon you're happy.
0: Yeah. Because those assets can get turned into players real quick. Like, if a player like the, the Lakers, right, they're like, this isn't working, we got to blow it up, we could get some draft picks, we'll trade AD. Maybe the AD plus Utah Jazz is a championship team. You never know. So, so I
2: yeah. still don't think those Jazz players are that
1: good. No, I yeah, I agree. It's just – NBA I, players. I, it, I think it's like the worst thing that could happen for them because yeah. I think from a team, but again, like the – especially like a storied franchise like Utah. It's a proud franchise, like in terms of fan base. And so uh, they clearly were like, we're going to tank. And then they've gone, we've just got a bunch of young guys. Um but like I, I like I like that because now they're like a weird team. Uh, I mean, but the, Sun,
0: fun. the Suns did this like three seasons ago, right? Correct. And then and all then it takes is like, like one oh, guy. It's just a one off. But
1: I'm all for it. Like Donovan yep. Mitchell, Rudy Go- like they had the best roster assembled in terms of sorry like um, standings, and they never never once was like yeah that's a championship. They're no. gonna falter. Out. So why not lose. blow it up and. Yep it's gone two ways where like Cleveland, like it's worked out perfectly for them. They're eight and two. Mitchell is perfect for that regard. And then you've got Minnesota. I was like, Go there and New towns yeah, like yeah. as a tandem not that working could so. end up
2: being worse than the Brooklyn Nets trade. I think that oh what ruined I mean, their what last is go- we've, We're never going to see. Did you see that clip last week of Anthony Edwards just standing still? Yeah, yeah. while the play was running, yeah. just refusing to set a screen or move. He was yeah. literally standing on the perimeter. Someone tweeted falling.
0: saying like this play <laughs> obviously wasn't run for Anthony Edwards who's just standing <laughs> yeah.
1: there, just like my yeah. um talking about Brooklyn, uh, Kevin Durant like and I obviously he fires off at people on Twitter. Yeah, And does. I like, I would see Claps that back. like, yeah, a lot of people, uh, would speak about. but you know, they'll, they'll retweet stuff and rarely, you know, you just see it in a meme or whatever yep. it may be. And I never was like, yeah, I, like, okay. Someone's just seen that sometimes. Is it fake? You know, like you can easily edit whatever. Yeah. And last night, uh, came across a tweet on a Instagram page, um, where old Isaiah Thomas, uh, not. Yeah, the yeah. legend Isaiah, the the tiny, the, yeah. the, the very literal Isaiah Thomas, yeah. spoke about Durant's no longer dominant because, uh, you know, like if he scores 30, it's just 30. It's not yeah, like yeah. a dominant 30, which I and thought was like –
0: score 50 for it to be dominant. Yeah, and I was like, yeah.
1: that's a very stupid statement, like still. Like yeah. he's, he is dominant. Anyway, very first time ever, I like just the comment below, easy money sniper, yeah. Kevin Durant, and just had this like six line – uh, argument like, oh, sorry, I'll try and improve my game because Isaiah <laughs> yeah. Thomas is the most respectable, um, yeah. legendary human. And I was like, he actually does this. Like, yeah, it actually
0: goes back at people. <laughs> I think amazing. he also tweeted one time saying that he would drink um, <laughs> bathwater, right? The bathwater of. Um,
2: it's like a supermodel or something, right? S-
0: yes, no, some actress. I've forgotten her name now, but yeah, he's, he gets a bit loose with the old Twitter <laughs> or KD. Um, Who's more outrageous, him or Paul Smith? I mean probably Paul Smith <laughs> Paul Smith's more enjoyable Than KD yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Let's uh, let's touch on to something that We've been talking A little bit about um, For the last few weeks NBA rivalry Somebody, yes. somebody messaged us About this um, About what makes A good rivalry um, In the NBA I'm going to go Straight off the top With um, one that I enjoy yep. The most And you know I'm going to go With the Mavs Because I'm a fanboy um, Mavs Heat yep, okay. that, that started in 06 uh, Basically ended in 2011 um, that, for me, was an awesome rivalry. Dwayne Wade um, stole – well, actually, the referee stole the championship from the Mavs in 2005. <laughs> he had 48 free throws in the last two games, and the Mavs had 12 or something. Um, they wanted this new kid on the block to be on the scene with Shaq and all this stuff, so the, the NBA ruined that for the Mavs in 2006. But that carried along all the way to 2011. Dirk Nowitzki uh, takes on the Miami Heat after they build this super team and the seven-game series where Dwayne Wade and LeBron were mocking Dirk at some point, um, they were talking about Jason Terry and J.J. Breyer. Uh, that was just a very good rivalry and one I enjoyed because the Mavs got a laugh, laugh.
2: I was going to say, that sounds like the highlight of your teens. I don't know how old you were, were when um, they won that championship.
0: So I was 22, yeah, and it was. I took. Um, I remember I took uh, every day off work for the finals, but the best part was that I took, like I said to my boss, I need Monday, Wednesday. Friday, then like Tuesday and Thursday. He's like, "That's the most annoying leave you could
2: have applied just for." Just made the fort, not to the party. But I was like,
0: I just took every day of the finals off, and um, yeah, it was a very good time. Um, I'm not going to go with the classic Celtics Lakers, but that was a good rivalry for me. Mm. Uh, what do you guys think rivalries? Yeah, well, it's
1: a it's a very contentious point. Kind of like, I mean, look at the NBL, and I think rivalries, if we're looking at the reasons why they're rivalry, it's them competing for the ultimate prize, like, yep. and that's a championship. So, yeah. hence why the Mavs or Heat, um, or it's a same town, two-city yeah. yeah. rivalry, which isn't manufactured. So, you know, like, South East Melbourne, and and you could speak about that, like, United and Phoenix, like, irrespective there's no real history, there's going to be rivalry because there's two teams, one seen as the big brother, um... Obviously, the Mitch Creek situation last year, dunking all over uh, Delhi, and then yep. um, Mason Peatling's response—like it's gonna do that. Like for me, I've always loved the the Adelaide uh, Perth rivalry, which Catalina stems, Cup. yeah, from a long time. I never, whenever you have those, it's really like if you talk to Catalini and yeah, Catalini, sorry, yeah, he's like, man, what is this? Not the Catalina Catalina wine mixer, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, like and Paul Rogers, like uh, you're like yep. even with Cat, he had a presence at Cairns and like. Played for Adelaide for like one year. It's a very peculiar I, like of all I guys. Remember
0: when I was there, yeah. I reckon there was a game they forgot.
1: Yeah, no, they absolutely have, and I don't so even there know it's like the Celtic... end of
0: the game. And someone was like, "Oh, that was a that was a oh, uh, um, Cup." We yeah, didn't do
1: it. And there's been like, uh, I'm pretty sure this year we did our like Walcats reunion, and yep. same deal. Like, um, they were like, "Oh, I think this is a Catalani Cup game," and then like <laughs> Paul Rogers was like, "Oh." okay, I better stop drinking, like, because um, <laughs> he's, yeah, handling the MVP. So I never like that. But because I think it's, like, again, uh, there's a little bit of history and then, which was always nice, like, the traditional history has always been there. It's not been manufactured. And then yep. you've seen, like, the Valentine's Day massacre where um, I take a ill-advised shot um, towards the end of the game to Gary Irvin, like, has um, been quite aggressive <laughs> in, in a handshake line to Joey Wright punching our assistant coach Adam Tatalovich in the gut. Like, so that's no no doubt going to be rivalry. To then that compounds into grand final series. So, yeah, I always like look at the NBL and that and the Breakers because it's just been two yeah. organisations yeah. that for years and years you would just be like we're going to play them again in the in the finals. So I think. Like anyone that tries to manifest, even like this year, like someone was like, oh, there's a rivalry because an owner like yeah. spoke yeah. about an organisation or there's been a little bit of controversy. Like Illawarra, Sydney, perfect. It, they're, there. they're in the highway. You can't, like there's no yeah. way they're going to do that. Um, in the NBA, yeah, I'm similar. I think you can't go by the Celtics and the Lakers. Um, like I just think that, that, I guess that is up there as maybe the, yeah. the the greatest sort of rivalry in that sort of sense. Yeah. Um, like there was even one I sort of was appreciating for a little bit but then it disperses because I think you go like the Cavs and Golden State when it was like LeBron yeah, yeah. and that was it. They were the only two teams. Yeah. Um,
2: but I think, yeah, you can't go by those things. I think it's best when the fans get involved <laughs> and really have some yeah. banter and some animosity with each other. One that I really like is the Philadelphia-Boston one. Now yeah. I'm biased because I spent my year in Philadelphia but I didn't realise how much of a chip on their shoulders people from Philly have, Mm. and they hate Boston so much. Mm. They hate how much they... What what is the hate, though? Why? I think it's because Philadelphia don't win a lot, and Boston wins everything, and there's that pent-up frustration from the 70s, the 80s. And Philadelphia is a very regional place, and people from there, if you're from there and you show Philly some love, they will show you some love back. But if you don't uh, show love to the city, Ben Simmons is a good example of this, the city will turn on you real quick. So it's almost literally an us against the world type thing with people from Philadelphia and Boston have picked on them so many times and keep beating them with the basketball. Same thing happens with the NFL and the baseball. So living that one up close was really cool, seeing how crazy Philadelphia sports fans can be. But when it comes to the NBA, they hate Boston so much and nothing makes their season like beating the Celtics.
0: Mm. Uh, Greg, I'm going throw one more question mm. before we wrap up. Um, speaking of rivalries... Uh, your what's your um, view of the Perth Wildcats-Sydney Kings rivalry during the time of Andrew Bogut and uh, Trevor Gleason? Yeah, and I
1: th- it actually started going a little bit uh, a few years before that. Like, yeah. um, I remember... I actually used that as a bit of a, a speech uh, to the team a couple of years when Andrew Gaze was coaching. Um, and it's like really funny. The year they start, I think like maybe 9-0 and or 10-0. and right. um, And they had Bogut. Um, and Gaze was like being touted as like this future Australian uh, boomers like coach. And I was like, right. gee, it's like it's so very early in the piece. But Trev kept like going. Trev loved getting like ammunition for us. And so he was always like... You know they've they've recruited this like amazing team, and I was like, stop like having a dig. Like we're pretty like good, and so I remember like one uh, like before one game, I think Damo was out, and I like used that. I was like, who effing cares that you know they're the Hollywood team like that? They've got all these big names and big profiles and all that sort of stuff. Like we're the best team, and the, and the guys like actually loved it because it was like they were they were like all of a sudden Sydney were really struggling for years and then all like Bogut comes into it and um yeah they just like were on top of the, the ladder at that stage Casper yep. Ware and yeah, yeah they were seen right. as like the, the the championship favorites um so I think it sort of started going and again it's success like um there were some really good you know they were the two teams and obviously that grand final series where um obviously fell short because of COVID so then you've got an outspoken? Were you no, at that point? Nah, that was my. That was the first I was year done, out? So yeah, yeah. So that were was the game. It was in Perth. No, the States. quiet one. Nah, like I remember being uh, like yeah, offered I was, tickets, and it was
2: like I remember watching. And I was like, this is so peculiar because you could hear play calls. It like, was the weirdest game I've ever been to. because yeah. I was one of two or three media members working. Yeah, and I literally stood on the corner of the court, five meters from the court, on the bottom of the TV screen. No one could see me, but I literally stood there, like I was watching an under 12s game <laughs> down at Warwick, and watched this NBL finals game. I remember there was a huddle that Will Weaver was doing. I literally walked around and could stand five minutes behind the huddle and hear everything he was saying. You, you could know, hear it was, on the telecast. I remember like the play experience. call. I'd be saying to Ains like, "You'd say
1: horns curl or like horns slip, um, you know, double drag or whatever." And I'd say to Ains, "Oh, here's two two screens happening right now," <laughs> um, and like yeah, like a design uh, play. Like it was, it was nuts. Um, so, I think, yeah, look, I think it it definitely has, but I, again, it's now it's it has to stay competitive, right, like yeah. so like obviously now Sydney have won a couple and 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 whatnot, so it's like sort of you need the wildcats to to start pegging it back yep. it's like no different to the Eagles and the dockers when it's like yeah, when it's like there and done, unless there's something that's manufactured in a way of like let's just get physical and yeah. like challenge them in that regard, so yeah. 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 To finish off, thinking in my head, two players that I was in my head thinking, oh, who would who I? You who, you who, yeah, Brennan uh Brennan Tees from Adelaide 36s. Yep, similar guy. Uh, but again, like a uh, massive respect for what he's done as his role. Um, and then Anthony Petrie, mm-hmm. uh, former uh, Gold Coast Blaze player, but played for Adelaide as well. Um, he loved Petrie's game. Like he was this inc- like one of the I loved him. I actually tried to model my game, and when he retired, I asked if he could provide a little bit of guidance for me. Mm. But he just had like, uh, like real, just get me a great elbow, like when I wasn't watching. But then, like, flop, like the next play. So <laughs> two guys right there. But <laughs> there you go. Credit to him.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that's some NBA and NBL rivalry chat. Um, any? I did get a message. Uh, the what was it? Perth Wildcats and the Perth Bandits rivalry is pretty um, big. You could know who that was probably from. Um, but that's the Backchat Basketball Show. Uh, you can get in contact is with he us on backchat? <laughs> Is Backchat? Is on Catchat, that guy? That'd yeah, yeah <laughs> I think so. Um, backchat underscore basketball. If you do want to message us with any rivalries or anything that you want to ask uh, us about on the show, you can email us hello at au. We are in a fever break, so there won't be mm. much NBL happening um, at the moment but there's always some storylines and things that will come out of it perhaps we'll have some results from Kazakhstan yes. um,
2: we need to check out Jacob's RJ food yeah check
0: out Jacob. we might even just get a little voice memo from him and see what's, what's up in, uh, in Kazakhstan yeah, and tell us what's happening um, and uh, yeah we'll see you next week
2: planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with Quinns.
0: That episode from Backchat Studios lives on the ACAST Creator Network. If you want to sign up as a patron or access all of our merch, head to backchatpodcast.com.au.